Thanks for tuning in to the Beyond Normal podcast, where we highlight minority business owners and founders, and we use this platform to shed light on their entrepreneur journey. to the Beyond Normal podcast. I have a very special guest with me, Ashley M. Williams. She is the founder of Rizar, uh, which is a, a creative, it's a content uh, marketplace for the, the next generation of right content creators. You got something great going on, uh, Ashley. So I just want to uh, pass it over to you, you know, let you tell the folks a little bit more about uh, what you do at Rizar. Yeah, sure. Thanks so much for having me. So we are a content marketplace where we connect um, content creators to brands and they make Um, articles, videos, podcasts, and photos for brands to use across their websites or their social media. Um, We work with brands of all different industries and basically helping brands to connect with their customers and online, whether customers and employees or potential employees, prospective employees. So, and the goal through that is we're really trying to change the way content is formed in terms of like the types of content. We're focused on creating purpose-driven content that's really more conscientious around social impact around the aspirations of who a person aspires to be and like their purpose in the world and helping brands to be more purposeful in their marketing strategies. Exactly. I love that. I love that. You just gave us a great uh, 30 second sales pitch. And that was, that was picture perfect right there, Ashley. <laughs> um, and so I want to, I want to go back a little, a little further. I want to, I want you to uh, tell the folks a little bit about your background, you know, your history and what, you know, the experiences that you've had that have led up to you, you know, uh, taking this opportunity to create your own business? Yeah. So I'm even as a kid, when I look back, like I've always been a content creator at heart. Like I would be with my old Mac computer and when, you know, the MacBooks, I would be uh, typing on there different stories or different things about life and um, wanting to find ways of helping my peers also with their issues. Like for example, in high school, I created a television show from my high school with a friend. Um, and we didn't do that many episodes, but it was still an opportunity to kind of dive into entrepreneurship and creating a space for young people to share what they're going through, to feel empowered and inspired by each other. So that was, it's always kind of dabbled in those ways. And then in college, I eventually pursued broadcast and digital journalism um, a major and then went to work for NBC News and a radio station in Baltimore and then USA Today. But also during college, I interned at like so many different media companies because I was trying to learn uh, as much as possible and to be able to build up my skill set. So that, that's very interesting. I appreciate you sharing that, that you've kind of had that like that media bug, right? You've always had that itch for, for media from a very young age. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't hear too many people like, uh, kind of say like they knew that they wanted to be in media right from a very young age like that. Um, I guess on the media angle, you know, a question I have to ask, you know, like what were some of your favorite shows growing up? Yeah, I loved watching, I guess this is probably typical, like Oprah with my mom after school. Um, I liked watching, I mean, I was kind of interested in the news, but I really honestly was so naive that I didn't even realize this was a career field. I remember I was talking to my television advisor about just journalism and he was like, you know, yeah, you could do this actually as a career. You could go to school and learn and be on TV. He's like, you know, like the news. I was like, oh, right, the news. So, um, you know, news programs were of interest to me or um, even things related to just like young adult programming that like was interviewing young adults was also really interesting to me too. Okay. 
appreciate you giving us that perspective. And I know you had some, uh, you you got some uh, entrepreneurship, I guess, that runs in your blood as well. Um, in terms of your family, you want to tell the folks a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, my sister is also an entrepreneur, and um, my grandfather also was an entrepreneur. Um, and he he had like a car shop that he would um, help with, like um, car issues, and like I mean, he was like a whole. Uh, operation. I mean, it was really cool to, to know, to, I guess, looking back and I was so young at the time. And unfortunately he died when I was younger, but just, um, I remember, you know, he would always be leading the people or like, I would hear stories about him leading people or people coming to him for stuff because it was his company. Um, and just how he was able to, um, support my mom and her, um, and her, you know, her family, my brothers or her uncle, my uncle and, uh, aunts and all those sorts of things. So it was really cool. So we've, it's been um, kind of, I guess, instilled in me and not really realizing it actually. Yes. And I, I think that's important. The reason why I wanted you to bring that up is, you know, when you think about it, uh, like careers, right? I think when we were growing up, when we were going through school, like you had your career path that people would say, hey, you want to be a banker, you want to be a nurse, you want to, just being a business owner in general, that's a path you take. But it's not necessarily something that's defined, right? From from A to Z, here's what an entrepreneur looks like. And so you having those examples at an early age, you know, that shows us something a little bit different outside of what we see in textbooks, right? A lot of the textbooks that we, we come across, it's the same kind of like, here's a nine to five, right? And an entrepreneur, it's not a nine to five job, but it's, it's exciting, it's cool. And I think if we put some of those, you know, some of the, the ideas around entrepreneurship, if we put them in the right light, I think that next group of entrepreneurs and, you know, I got a lot of nieces and nephews, right? I want to make sure that I'm giving them an image of what it what it's like to be an entrepreneur, good or bad, so they can at least have that as an option. Exactly. And yeah, I love that. And having those conversations, because I mean, it was something that we talked about when we were like, my, my parents talked with me about, especially my dad, but it wasn't, um, really known to me the process of what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Got it. And so moving on to now, right, you've had that, you, you, you've had some, um, some entrepreneurship that runs in your blood, right? You, you knew from a very early age that you wanted to be in media. You know, what sparked the idea for you to say, you know, take that gamble on yourself and say, hey, I need to create a platform right now. I need to create something that I own from a content perspective. Um, and be an entrepreneur right at this given moment in 2020? Yeah, I think really um, knowing the pain point and the opportunity. And like, as I started talking to more interns or even just my own intuition around what was going on in media and how companies and were looking to connect with more younger generations and what I could, how I could change it and differentiate it. And I think seeing the changing landscape and realizing that if I didn't really take part in it then, then when would I? Um, I also think at certain points in my career, like particularly like even when I was at USA Today or other places, you know, you're contributing your ideas to help the news organization and its operations and you're helping this company create money, which is great because you're able to use your talents and your skill sets, you know, in doing so. But at the same time, it's almost like, wow, like I want a bigger piece of that pie too. If I can, if I'm this quote unquote talented, then how come I can't do this for myself? Um, and I mean, obviously operating a business is like a whole other ball game in and of itself compared to contributing to a company in that regard. But I think I was willing to take the risk and bet on myself that I had the capability to be able to do that. 
Yes, that is a big step to take. You thinking through that and actually going through with it, like that's huge. Um, and that's like that's been a consistent theme as I've been talking to different entrepreneurs, different business owners, kind of taking a gamble on yourself on yourself. And you actually kind of like you said, you, you gain so much experience from throughout the media industry, really from a young age. You know, why is now not a good time for you to actually take that gamble, roll the dice? But ultimately, you're going to win because, you know, you're taking a gamble on yourself. Exactly. Got it. And so, um, you know, on the on, on the platform, on the Beyond Normal podcast, we'd like to, you know, just explore a little bit um, about what you've learned as you, you've gone through this process of creating your own business. You know, what's something that you learned throughout this process of standing up uh, Rizar, um in the marketplace and, and, and uh, having those relationships with um, content creators? What's something that you learned throughout this process um, and setting up and running your business that you would... Uh, if you could go back in the time machine, right, and tell yourself when you first started this process, like, what's that one nugget you would want to know at, on the beginning, at the beginning of this process that you feel like would just give you, you know, give you more momentum or just put you in a better place overall? You know more than you think you do. And also that you really need to always consistently trust your intuition. I've had so many times where I've second-guessed myself when my inner knowing already knew. And I thought, well, because of quote unquote, I'm a baby in entrepreneurship, I really don't know that much or, you know, who am I? All these limiting beliefs when the reality was I already really knew. And yes, we, I mean, I'm not trying to say in a cocky way, like I already knew arrogantly, but I'm, I'm saying in the sense that I, we need to trust ourselves more because the vision that God has given us is really a vision for us to carry through. And so we know a lot of the integral parts of it all, you know, how to develop it and everything else. And all the other things that we're learning in the process are to help us with manifesting that more. But I think sometimes we get so caught up in the belief that we really don't know because we're new to it or it's scary or we've never done it before. And most people don't really know any. I mean, I, I, I guess the older I get, the more I realize everybody's trying to figure it out, right? Like no one really knows all the answers. And if you happen to know, you just were lucky in the process. Um, and because I mean, regardless of science, regardless of all the things that have, could have happened or normally do happen, life can change in the blink of an eye and things can change. I mean, look at COVID, the world is hit by that. And that's something that we all never could have planned. So those are really the two pieces of advice I would really give myself. Yeah, that's very powerful. I feel like like you saying that it's almost like a proverb or it should be like a fortune cookie or something. Like, <laughs> like that is very powerful. No Thank more you. than you think you know. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. I can tell you're immediate. I don't know why. That was just like <laughs> picture perfect. Like that should be like in a movie or like a commercial or something. Like Coca-Cola or something. I don't know. That, that is very that's very good. And I think um on that note, you bringing that up, you know, I think that's spot on because if you think about right now, you mentioned COVID, um, for example, you know, billion dollar corporations, they're in the same situation that you are in as a business owner, right? Yeah. Um, they can own, they're going to be touching people the same way that you're touching them, whether it's social media, email, yep. there's less physical contact, right? So it's not like, you know, a company can kind of, they can outdo you from a resource perspective and just buy more land or, you know, buy more product and put it out there uh, physically, because as we see right now, the physical world, just because of COVID, it, it looks different. Yeah. And not everybody has this, right? This is how I get people talk to me. And, um, you know, you're on an even playing field with 
really billion dollar corporations to your point. So you, yeah. you can't really doubt yourself. No, you can't. And it's just, and even the moments when you are wrong, it's just a matter of like, okay, well now we know that didn't work. Let's pick ourselves up and keep going and, you know, make it happen. Yes. I love that. And so you touched on a lot there, just, you know, not uh, second guessing yourself. You're in the content space, media, just the different ways that we interact. You know, earlier I put, pulled up my phone. I want to switch a little bit. Um, you touched on COVID. Um, that's the pandemic that really has been front and center, I think, all of 2020. But as 2020 has really rolled along, like the conversations around the racial inequalities, and, you know, I call it racial inequalities right now for our social inequities, right? That's kind of pandemic number two that's, that we're all facing, that we're all trying to deal with. You know, how have those conversations around racial and social inequalities, you know, impacted you and your business in 2020? And you mentioned earlier that you kind of had the perspective from uh, news, the newscasting, the media world. So, so I'm interested to know how um, it, it's impacting you and your business. Yeah, I think it's it's um, very helpful in the sense, I mean, it, it's unfortunate, but also it's almost like something that needs to happen. And it's a great that it is happening, that these conversations are happening and that younger generations can create content or take part in these conversations through creating content. Um, we definitely even wanna do more things related to campaigns around this type of social issue going on and like as it continue and continue the conversation and have it be even more, um, uh, more things revealed to have really helped drive change. So I think overall, it's definitely been empowering to be able to say, you know, particularly being a, a woman of color and, and an entrepreneur, a tech entrepreneur, to, to hopefully take part in those conversations and to change what is happening for um, people like me who are starting companies or who have companies. Do you, uh, do you see anything, I guess, do you see any like kind of big shifts or big differences in the way that the Gen Z and the millennials are kind of interacting right now when it comes to media, mm -hmm. like versus, you know, the generations before us, I don't even know what they're called. I know there's baby boomers, but yeah. that's the only one that I know. Like, like, what are, yeah, like what are some of the, the bigger trends that you're seeing compared to other generations? Yeah, I think that they're just much more, um, I want to say woke. I mean, not that the other ones weren't, but they're, they're woke in the sense that they're like, determined and willing to share their truth and to let their truth be heard regarding what it is that is going on, what's going on for us compared to maybe other generations. And they're also much more about being raw about it too. You know, I mean, I think I've never seen, I mean, I mean, I know digital media and online is, you know, in a sense, still new to the world in that regard and it wasn't something that was there for the other generations previously but I mean just the rawness of what younger people are sharing about the different things that they're going through or issues that they're dealing with and their willingness to do so and their to their um, courage to do so is definitely appealing and I think it's even more appealing to brands to be able to to really understand how they can better help and improving their lives or changing the conversations because these younger generations are being willing to share their truth. And I don't think that was happening before. And I think with COVID now, especially, people are just becoming more and more woke that it's important for all of us to share our truth. It's important for all of us to not just be here just to exist on the planet. We need to really go after our purpose, to walk in our purpose, and to um, help other people start walking in their purpose too from the courage that we have. So we've each of us should be creating our own ripple effects. And I think our generations are really about creating that even more. 
I like that. Um, sometimes, sometimes I feel like I am, I'm 32 now. I feel like I'm like a 60 year old in a 32 year old body because <laughs> like to your point, like we're very, our generation is just very, we're, we're a little bit more open than other generations. I think, right. Just because of the tools we have, I think that's a large part of it. But when people are like sharing like, Hey, you know, I just had a slice of toast with avocado and they're just sharing like some of these, like, these very specific details about their life. I feel like I'm in another generation. I'm like outside looking in, I'm like, why are you sharing this much information with me? But this is just what we do. Yeah. Right? And so companies, like you said, you mentioned corporations, companies that are trying to sell or just have conversations with our generation, they have to get with the times, even if they don't really understand it. And I don't understand it myself. And I'm, I'm in the generation, like you said, that they're targeting now. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm too, I feel like sometimes I am a 30, uh, I don't know, probably 50 something year old in a, in a 31 year old body at the same time too. Cause there's, there's, there's a lot of things I necessarily wouldn't share, you know, but I think it's empowering for me to see that other people are willing to. And I also think there's just so much authenticity that's needed right now instead of people being so fake as in many other times in our world where people were trying to have a facade. I don't, I feel like more with COVID happening too, people are becoming not afraid of sharing, you know, their truth, really. Mm -hmm. I like that, sharing your truth. Um, so you built out the platform, right? You're getting some great traction right now. You know, I, I've interacted with the site some and, and, and it's really built out, right? You've got content, you know, as I think to the future, you know, like what are you preparing for in 2021? Like what does your success look like moving forward? Um, as we know, COVID, it, it seems like it's a little bit, it's going to be here a little bit longer. And as we all hope to move past, you know, the, the concerns around the political race and things that are coming, going on in 2020, like what does success look like you, for you in 2021 and beyond? Yeah, I think um, really, um, thank you so much for your kind words too about the platform, because to me, we still have it's like our baby beta, but our goal really is to rebuild um, and start from scratch with it. And also to put in some technologies to help with the content review process. So um, I really wanna focus on scaling more um, and being getting more awareness to content creators and also to brands and just really to have more conversations personally. I mean, I, I'm going to be starting a podcast and a video series, which I've been meaning to do for a while, but um, Hopefully that will allow people to also um, have more awareness around Rosar and also um, different things that we're looking to do too. I like it. And um, you mentioned like the podcast and just, um, just the different ways you interact with folks now. You know, a lot of people that I tell them, even as I have my own podcast, I'm telling them like, hey, just, you know, turn on the camera and start recording. Like it's really that simple for you to connect right now. And it's just another avenue. Like I think of podcasting the same way I look at what's the newest thing, TikTok or Twitter yeah. or Instagram. Um, and people still want the connection yep. uh, with the faces. Like I'm on like, you, we're on a Zoom call. You're probably on a thousand Zoom calls every <laughs> call. And then all the room, they don't have their cameras on. Yeah. And so I'll be that guy who just is like, all right, I'll turn mine on. And then once they see one, then they're like, okay, I'll do it as well. But people still want that interaction. It's just, you gotta, you gotta find a way to like draw them in. Exactly. Exactly. And I like once you start, then it kind of inspires other people to start too. And then all of, like you're saying, more people start doing it. I love it. And so um, 
you know, in closing, you know, I want to, I want to say, you know, I appreciate Ashley coming on the platform for those who haven't um, checked out Rizar, um, just go to her site. That's a really cool site, but you know, at the end, I want to make sure I give you some time, Ashley, let the folks know how they can, um, you know, how they can reach out and stay connected with, with you and, and all the things you're doing at Rizar. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely on all social media. Um, sometimes more than other ones, more than others. Um, but you can definitely reach out to me. Usually my hashtag is, or my handle is Ash M. Will. Um, and I guess I just want to share another thing too, regarding just to leave some thoughts for people, you know, this is a time right now to really be courageous and to really think about the type of life you want to live and who it is that you want to be more than ever before. Like we have an opportunity right now in all regards, because the world is really changing where if you wanted to do something, but you've been holding off on doing it, don't hold off anymore. Like start now because the world really needs everybody to start living their purpose more. Cause that's how we're going to make this world a better place. If we all don't sit back and wait for somebody instead, think of it as being that you're the one that we've been waiting for. And, um, and when you do that, you're going to inspire other people to start waking up and start going for their purpose and creating more and more change. And yes, um, things can be scary. I'm not saying that going after a certain path is easy or, you know, that you might have many challenges. I can't tell you how many challenges I've had in building this company, but I can also tell you that the more consistent and persistent you are, things start to mold and things start to work out for you. And they will, if it's meant for you, if it's in your, if it's, if it's something that you really want, I really believe that, um, quote that the universe will conspire and making it become your reality. So just keep pushing forward. Don't give up. And most importantly, always believe in yourself. I wish I could have like given you a mic to just like drop. <laughs> that was just like a mic drop. That was the perfect way to end everything. Besides saying thanks for tuning in to the Beyond Normal podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to the Beyond Normal podcast. We can be streamed across all major streaming platforms in addition to YouTube. Come back again. Wow.